Hi, I'm Daniel Spear. And I'm James Suazo. And you're listening to Long Beach Cheesemate, a podcast presented in collaboration with Forth.org. Get ready, because on season two of Long Beach Cheesemate, the Cheesemate is too hot to handle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. I'm versus, we, I'm versus the season. Oh, my God. Are we a straight podcast now? Are we yeah, straight? Yeah. You know? Just tapping it in. You know, the thing with women is, like, <laughs> they don't do want to fuck me, so... <laughs> God, what we're we back. About? We're back. Oh, we did it. How was your rest from recording? Um, I just work. <laughs> <laughs> just work. Uh, things that actually pay me, you know, less passion project, more. We yeah. had a banger of a season. We did. I, I will say. Honestly, like the recording and everything was amazing, but actually seeing so many uh, fans and talking to folks in between and being like, when's the next season coming out? I was like, it was sweet. oh, it really motivated me. Yeah, people me. care. No, every time uh, somebody listens to it, they're like, oh, it's actually good. Did, like, I tell you, <laughs> did I tell you the best comment I got that yeah. just like warmed my little gay heart was someone, <laughs> a fan being, you know who you are out there, being like, and I love the show notes. I was like, yeah. You love the show notes. True nerds. True nerds. True 100%. fans. 100%. Yeah. We nerd need somebody. Energy over here. Lord knows I don't read them. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're I know. not for me. <laughs> but trust and believe, I'll be putting some time and effort into those show notes and get of some little goodies in there. So. We're so glad you do. Shout out to, <laughs> to my fellow gays for oh checking God. out the show notes. We love it. Uh, anyway. What are we talking about today? Oh, today <laughs> we're going to do a fun deep dive into, we're going to talk about housing because I just housing. don't think we talked about housing enough in housing. season one. Housing. <laughs> Oh boy! Did you know that you know from New York to Long Beach, the rent is too damn high. Sure, it's too damn high. Yeah, you know it's because those those dang housing providers. We just you know that, the noble largesse that they get. You know, in my mind, they, I was like, how long us- is it going to take for us to say housing providers? Housing so- providers, dude. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. It is, that's the most, so for those of you yeah. who are familiar, there was this like the whole effort. Yeah. That was only literally yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. F- four years ago, five years was ago. Was it four years ago? That landlords, all the landlords, people who own property and yeah. like have, you know, rental properties started calling themselves housing providers. Housing providers. We're housing providers. I just saw an email, a press release from the city recently. It was like, housing providers, housing, we're bringing housing providers the city? together. The and city I was like, did that? Oh, the yeah. city co-signed it? Yeah. They were like, yeah. Yeah, they're they totally did. on the landlord rebrand. Of course they did. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What other things can we rebrand, dude? Oh, Fucking. So just be aware if you ever see housing yeah. provider, they're landlords. We're yeah, talking about yeah, landlords. Yeah. Cops are bullet providers. <laughs> um, God damn. May, <laughs> ma- the mayor, uh, career I strategist. I, I don't know. so much. I'm trying to think of other ones. So <laughs> actually, this feels really apropos because like, I feel like the one thing that people really resonated with our podcast the last season mm-hmm. was housing and like all the different ins and outs and the stories. Like, <sighs> yeah. oh man, so many people really reacted to the story about redevelopment agencies and all of like the, yeah. the rich conservative white people, white men. Yeah, and the historical, in. like our thing in Long Beach, like I'm sure that's, you could find many other cities where similar things happen yeah. because we, you know, 
that's just those are the rules and you I can feel, do that yeah <laughs> and i feel like it's like housing to me is always one of those things especially in organizing like mm. people feel so viscerally like it's so real yeah. right yeah but it's also like it feels very complex right and i think it yeah. is but there's also like you peel back the layers yeah and, like when you get to the root of it it's it's fun it's like oh i don't think housing should be an investment I yeah think housing is a right you know yeah and I, i've been seeing it a lot more especially right now at this point in time we're recording that's february 2023 housing prices are dropping but we know that rent yeah. is still expensive, no because that the, right? none of that it's like one of those things where they're like oh the stock market's good i'm like well that's great why the fuck am <laughs> i i don't have any more me. money yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so i thought since this is all like you know in the in the in the um the conversation it would be great to open up our season telling the story of a little group called better housing for long beach oh. but more specifically like i really want to dig in about all the lengths that landlords will go to yeah. to protect their profits sure right their yeah. investments quote yeah unquote. I'm doing there's a lot right of now. legal things they could do right yeah and these housing what is it housing for justice or what is the thing what is it better called? housing for long better beach. housing for long beach okay <laughs> yeah that, it's, it, let me guess it's another one of those classic conservative rebrands that are like you know spoiler alert <laughs> oh, God. better housing what well, is it i forgot already i forgot <laughs> Better housing, housing good job, housing good jobs economy, guys. Exactly. Yeah, thumbs up houses. It's like, then the matter, we're gonna dig into it, right? So let me give you some context, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but actually, um, majority of the residents in Long Beach are actually renters. So yeah, it's I, about 60, 61%. Yeah, yeah I could have told before, you that. Right? Yeah, I could have oh, oh, figured that out. Oh, look, she, the dumb one knows something. Well, I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, uh, who among the people in my life own houses? I'm like, <laughs> they're like over 50, I think. <laughs> well, and I say that, I mean, I think it's important to start with that context too, right. because like, we're not just talking about like apartments, right? Like there are no. homes that like yeah. people rent out or like people living in homes in yeah, Long Beach. In Long Beach not, especially, yeah. They don't no, own every, the property, right? Yeah, no, nobody owns, no, nobody. I don't right. know. When somebody owns a house, it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, that's his house. Like, oh, shit. Like, dude. Yeah. And so digging a little deeper, right, according to the city's housing element, which is like their blueprint for like all of their housing needs and how we're going to build housing and provide it in the city. Sure, sure. And that was in 2022. Mm -hmm. 43% of all the households uh, in Long Beach are cost burdened, which means that they're paying more than 30% of their income on rent or mortgages. Yeah, that's about right. So it's like that's about when right. people talk about a housing crisis, like it's multifaceted, right? Yeah. It's like the availability of housing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, us personally, we were on an, a move recently oh, and just God. the availability of places within Within your budget. Needs, yeah, yeah budget within your budget like, where you can live in. And yeah. it's like, they act like they're always doing you a favor. That's why the, the, the fucking ego on these fucking people. And of course, you know, America, <laughs> America, America, we got a problem. Yeah. Of course, the most cost burden <laughs> residents are... <laughs> Sorry, the most, on we, mind. We're gonna have to clear that with legal, <laughs> sir. It's like five notes. I don't know. <laughs> of course, uh, in Long Beach, the most cost burden residents are Black and Latinx residents, yeah. right? And you know, to give this context, like part of it is like this has been an ongoing problem in Long Beach, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also important to note that there's been a lot of like fights to provide more affordable housing mm -hmm. and also like renter protections. Yeah. Like part of what makes housing so difficult is not just like supply, but also like keeping people in their homes, right? Yeah. Which always like blows my mind and we've talked about it before about elected officials who are like we're talking about homelessness why are you talking about affordable yeah, housing yeah. <laughs> like no it's the thing of like no it's, connection. it's when you were saying like this is like a complicated but it's also not and i was like thinking like yeah when i think like fuck there's a lot of homeless people and then i look at how much i have to pay in rent every month the it's a one-to-one -one connection yeah. i'm like yeah 
there, it's too much. Like, <laughs> and the reality is that, in if you look at the track record among my, many city councils, mm -hmm. uh, make the makeup and different iterations of the city council here in Long Beach, mm -hmm. we have just constantly dropped the ball when yeah. it comes to actually providing um, protections for renters or even just really trying to meet the need of a drop the ball housing. is a very cute way of saying this willfully <laughs> neglected <laughs> which slipped out of my hand oopsies right? so oopsies i didn't build to give you an example many years ago the city created a housing trust fund to say that we're oh. gonna actually create our own like internal bank account mm -hmm. to actually fund affordable housing yeah. they created the fund and then they said great look we have the fund but they put no money into it there was no revenue source <laughs> But they said, look, we created the bank account. We did it. We did it. There's nothing in there. We did it. It's empty so, still? We've also, over time, had, like, new renter protections come yeah. into the city. I'm going to talk a little bit about more. Mm -hmm. But there's actually no, like, department, like, dedicated department, like in other major cities like the city of L.A., to actually enforce this. Like, there's no... What would that department be be called normally? Like, a city... So, in Long Beach... I'm yeah. sorry. In L.A., they have a whole um, housing and community improvement department. So, oh, cool. they have, like, people dedicated to literally working with oh, landlords. And tenants, like on multiple fronts, like, like ensuring landlords out. comply, yeah. Yeah. ensuring that tenants know like sure. what the laws and rules are. Yeah, because especially oftentimes in in tenant disputes, um, tenants, especially if you are low income or you're undocumented or just even if English isn't your first language, like you're at a huge disadvantage. Landlords are greasy motherfuckers too. <laughs> like they try to get away with everything just from I don't know personal experience. Right, oh, right. God. So I mean, renter, renter protections in the city of Long Beach have been a long time coming mm -hmm. and we'll talk more about this but like literally for us to have like the first set of like tenant protections in the book at least the most robust that we've gotten mm -hmm. it's literally taken a global pandemic that just started i don't know like three years ago god damn so literally so this whole time we didn't have this whole time and i think uh. relatively speaking in comparison to places like la and yeah. oakland tenant organizing like people in the community and communities themselves actually organizing educating people about their rights actually fighting for affordable yeah. housing and tenant protection protections that's all like relatively like newish yeah like, we've had iterations of it before there's actually a, a friend of mine who showed me some like really og flyers uh at the first grand prix pushing for rent control wow. like it's been here in the city but yeah. like it's been a long time coming because no. when and you're organizing tenants and against like, mm -hmm. landlords you're directly going up against money and the messaging is out there i've straight up heard people who are like you know like I brought up rent control, I feel like five or six years ago, they were like this dude at work, the place I worked <laughs> yeah. at. He was like, yeah, but then the drug dealers are going to move in, dude, and all the fucking crack addicts and blah, 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 blah. And I was Bet. just like, yeah, dude, yeah. that's, that's your toe in the line. I'm like, and, and that person is never going to own a house. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like they're going to rent for their whole life, but they think that. But like, Loki, I love that you say that because that's sure. exactly what I want to dig into. And I think that and, is the yeah. whole point of understanding better housing for Long Beach. And I think this perpetual, <laughs> yeah. like, us, like, trying to fight out of this housing crisis is understanding that fear-mongering, right? Dude. That, like, directly puts poor people, like, um, low-income folks as, like, we are the bad people. Yeah. Right? And people that are... It's also the psychology of America to think, like, well, like, I must be doing bad, you know? It's not right. the landlord's fault or whatever. Like, it's it's me, you know? One right. day I'll own a house and I'll, yeah. be, I'll be the landlord and then I can crush people under my boot. <laughs> so to tell you the, the birth story and the origin story of this group called Better Housing for Long Beach, mm -hmm. I want to start in 2015. They were like, you know what? Landlords have had it too hard for too long. <laughs> well, locally in 2015. 
<laughs> Locally in 2015, a, a tenant organizing group called Housing Long Beach was pushing for um, a solution, a community-driven solution to sure. uh, one of one solution of many to the housing crisis. Sure. And the particular policy that they were organizing for was uh, called REAP, which REAP. stands for a Rent Escrow Account Program. Okay. So R-E-A-P. Sure. Let me tell you a little about REAP. Because yeah, this was isn't like, like science fiction. <laughs> I don't know if it said it on my face, but I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Like, REAP. Real dumb guy coming Got out. It. Real dumb escrow. Guy right escrow, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sounds very financial and, and fancy. But Ugh. so REAP is actually, this this campaign was actually based of a program that actually exists in the city of Los Angeles. Okay. So uh, the whole purpose of uh, a rent escrow account program is to actually ensure that like we have habitable housing and that code mm. violations are actually fixed yeah. and that like tenants aren't harassed merely for asking for basic amenities to be fixed. Oh, it's cool right? that we don't have that. Oh, yeah. So in a nutshall, <laughs> how Reap, all things we don't have. <laughs> in Great. a nutshell, how REAP works is if there is a unit that has, a, you know, major violations. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, small shit. Like no. we're talking about like, you know, major inf- infestations. Yeah, like or just roaches like, coming legit, out the like, walls and inhabitable, rats and, right? yeah, and all that shit. Exactly. Right. Yeah, or so, like I've, I've heard stories of just like tenants with like sewage leaking from their into oh, their yeah. bedroom or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what would happen in 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 you know in the process is that if a unit has all of these different violations yes. and you know the city is actually inspecting it and issuing code violations but the landlord is not actually fixing anything mm-hmm. then what would happen is the unit would be put into this rent escrow account program meaning that the tenant would pay a reduced rent anywhere from 10% to 50% of their normal rent right and okay. that would they would pay it directly to the city of Los Angeles okay. into their rent escrow account program and the landlord would not be able to access those funds until they actually make the repairs. Hell yeah. And so there's all these mechanisms in it too where like yeah. you can't be retaliated against if sure. your unit is in REAP, right? So there's all these protections to ensure that like the tenants aren't harmed themselves, right? Hell or they're yeah. su- evicted afterwards. Sounds good. Right. Yeah. Now spin it and make it bad. <laughs> make it a bad thing. And just to give you an idea, like in LA, only 1% of the housing stock has ever even entered REAP. Like if we're talking about like the oh, worst okay. of the worst, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like, like landlords it's not, always like to say like, one small violation, you're going to go into REAP. Like, uh, girl, that's not how it works. Calm yeah, no, down, of course right? not. We're talking about slumlord style, which yeah. like there are plenty of yeah. uh, two sl- slumlords. I mean, one slumlord is too many. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah. Long Beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello, sure. slumlords in Long Beach. Hello. Hello. I've heard so many stories. <laughs> So, um, in this push in 2015 for uh, a rent escrow account program in the city of Long Beach, mm-hmm. um, the Housing Long Beach had organized uh, a lot of people in the community, a lot of tenants who were directly impacted, and started meeting with city council members trying to find somebody to introduce this. And what ended up happening mm. was, long story short, um, the city attorney at the time, Charles Parkin, mm. wrote a memo and basically said, well, we can't have REAP because we don't, you would need rent control, and we don't have rent control, and this is all illegal, so we can't do it. Ugh. It was the most bogus attempt to basically sure. say, like, we don't like we it. Don't we don't even want to try. Right. Yeah, we don't even want to try. And also, rent control's bad. And right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, in lieu uh, of saying, like, well, we don't, the city council said, well, we I don't really want to give you rent, a, a rent escrow account program. Yeah. Instead, what we'll do is we'll just repackage how we're doing rental uh, inspections and call it PRIP, the Proactive P-Rip? Rental Housing Inspection Program. P-Rip? So, they just renamed something. They just, they, it was like lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Like, it literally, 
in like all of the documents, it talks about how like we were doing this like to meet like the law, but we're now where it's like fancy brochures and pamphlets. It is. This is has to be like the fourth episode where like the city attorney <laughs> is just like, oh, I get it. Like, no, 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 no. It's no, no. one dude who I nobody's paying attention to until like this shit happens. It's yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, it's. Pretty wild stuff. Cool. We'll drop. I'll drop the actual memo in the show notes. There's a memo. Hey, oh, there cool. is a memo. Hey. Well, there's a memo, and I remember it because we First shared show it. notes reference of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember sharing it with my uh, some friends who are tenant, uh, uh, like tenant uh, attorneys. Okay. Um, for the fucking uh, land, uh, yeah. yeah, housing attorneys. There you sure, go. Sure, like, sure, What's yeah. the word? Housing lawyer attorneys. for good people. <laughs> lawyer, <laughs> lawyer for homes. Lawyer, but good. <laughs> but the point they were made is like this legal memo from the freaking city attorney. Like, yeah. it has doesn't have any citations. There's, There's no legal precedents. It's just the, it's just literally. I'm the attorney, and I say we can't do this. Uh, yeah. So, okay. We tried. We cool. tried. Listen. Yeah. yeah. So what basically what PRIP did was like I said, mm-hmm. it, you know, the city already has worse code name than worse name than Reap. Yeah. <laughs> P-Rip, P-Rip, you know? P-Rip. Oh, P-Rip. Man. So the city has already had code inspectors that sure. will go around if there's a complaint, right? Mm-hmm. Something to know about the city of Long Beach, it's entirely complaint driven. Nothing happens unless you complain, right? <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes you complain a multiple times. Oh yeah. Right. So basically the whole idea of PRIP was that we're gonna the city is gonna make the effort to proactively inspect um, major units, so like four units, buildings of four units plus, um, and actually proactively inspect units to see if there's any violations. So fuck you if it's smaller. Right, (laughs) pretty much. So the whole... um, A lot of houses in Long Beach. So just to give you an example, right, like um, of what what constituted a unit that should be inspected under PRIP, Mm. that was about like 7,500 properties in the city, total like 67,500 units under PRIP. But that's a lot, right? Okay. That's a lot. But the sure. department, like, their whole goal was to able to inspect at least, like, one of, like, all of those units within a three-year cycle. Okay. So, meaning that, uh, like, we, if the we goal love is setting met, goals in Long Beach. <laughs> the things I've learned slowly over time is that we never hit them, do we? Well, and so that's the thing, right? <laughs> Think about that. Like, it's basic math. 65,000 like, units, three the, years, <laughs> one out of four. Oh, that's that's more than uh, 900 days. Right. Least, yeah. Well, so, yeah, exactly. 900 so, plus meaning, days. <laughs> Meaning that if they met that goal, then inspections would have to take place every three years. So, like, we just – the city does not have the ability to even inspect every yeah. unit every year, How right? big is this department even? Like, But, of course, that doesn't stop the landlords from yeah. saying, like, oh, these are too the frequent inspections. The is going to fall. <laughs> They're going to come look at your unit every year. Yeah. And, like, the wild thing about it is, like, it's literally in the ordinance. Yeah. Like, so an inspector They're like, comes. listen, black mold is good for you, dude. That's why we have it, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. The inspector <laughs> comes, yeah. they knock on the door. If somebody doesn't answer the door, mm-hmm. then they said, all right, we did our proactive part, ah! and they move on. Ah! Yeah. I mean, this actually... So my last couple months... Of my How old, is that a job? That's... Why that's keep hearing that? Dude. Look I, at us. Solving oh, the housing crisis. Oh, my crisis. God. Knock, knock. Well, nobody's home. <laughs> I'll see you in another that, three years? Yeah. Bet. Like, you, you just... Why do, why why are the jobs I have hard? Why don't I get one of these like, non jobs? I think I, I told you this happened at our old the old apartment that I was living at because oh, it was a seven unit building. Yeah, so we had there's a, a we gate. Had a, we had a little sign. It was like the under P rip. Like an inspector is going to come by on this day. Da da da. And okay. our building, like you need a key to get in. So yeah. of course he couldn't get in. So how right? the fuck? Yeah. Is so it's like he, a gate he couldn't get the... into any of the units, but he at least tested the pool. And so the pool had to be closed by the city because it was the pH balance was off. Ah! 
So the one thing you did test was fucked up. Yeah. And therefore, like, and you just couldn't get into the other homes. Wouldn't that then, I don't know, if I were in charge of Prip, I would <laughs> I would be like, maybe everything else is sus, too. Do you ever think if you, if you say P-Rip, like, prip, prip, it sounds like the grinder sound. <laughs> maybe that's, that's... Is that where your head's I, at? I see what you were doing, Robert um, Garcia. Um, I, I had a dumb one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> so, as, as obviously, right, yeah. major problems with P-Rip. It was mm-hmm. nothing necessarily new, but at the time, the city was like, look, we're so innovative. We're so proactive. Yeah, look right? at this go. Look at this go. Putting, and the putting landlords, stickers on doors. The landlords were livid. Oh, Sorry, of course the, house, they were the housing providers The housing were providers. Livid. Dude. And that's their investment you're putting stickers exactly. on, okay? It's not, nobody lives there. So, literally, because we couldn't have the most basic and mild of... Uh, program yeah. for tenant protections yeah. in Reap. A sticker on a door. We got P-Rip and P-Rip set off the landlords. Oh, they're feral. So much so. I have been exploiting people for years. <laughs> what do you mean I can't exploit them fully, completely? So much so that we come to 2016 yeah. and the landlords are like, that's enough of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carbon monoxide, schmarbon monoxide. <laughs> that's what I always say. Enter Better Housing for Long Beach. Yay. So Better Housing for Long Beach is this uh, political action committee this group that gets formed great historically really good things right right all really good things great for moving around money (laughs) and giving it to people so better housing for long beach is the birth child of elaine hutchison who's the president of a long beach-based property management company called paragon equities and a long (laughs) beach a private property owner named joni weir paragon Equities. Equities. That's, yeah, those are the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm casting, I'm like, great name, dude. Great name on these bad guys, huh? So Elaine Hutchison and Joni Weir come together, join forces. Joni uh, Weir. Uh, I've heard that name Joni, before. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about Joni. Joni Weir. So Elaine and Joni come together mm-hmm. and create this action committee called Better Housing for Long Beach yeah, yeah, to, yeah. quote, fight for property owners' rights and to, quote, stop rent control. Won't somebody think of the property owners? <laughs> Won't, <laughs> Won't somebody, somebody think of the property owners, man? <laughs> I want you to have more <laughs> why don't you have more we're gonna dig into this but what cracks me up is uh, that we i just laid out how horrible like how lame yeah. and basic this p-rip program yeah. is it's nothing and they hear that and they're, and they're like it's rent control oh my god they get panties are wadded they're in a wad <laughs> they're pissed dude listen <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about joni because right, she is Fascinating. Yeah. So, f- interesting. interesting thing. I actually met her at the LGBTQ Center. Because, oh, yeah. Super, she owned the building? No. She no, she did not. Well, actually, one of her properties. So she actually owns at least seven properties in the city of Long Beach. Oh. One's like a commercial property over in like off of Anaheim and call like, me crazy. One's enough. Yeah, one's <laughs> enough. Yeah. She has. Would love other. to own one one day. <laughs> a property. She owns three oh. other properties: one in Belmont Heights, one off a of Retro Row, yeah. and then one in Alameda. And Speech. she doesn't have time to keep them. All up the code. Come on. <laughs> That's four properties. She's busy. No, no, no. Okay, well, let me explain. So I actually met her at the LGBTQ Center at the yeah. time because she was like, when somebody, when folks would come to the center needing housing, mm-hmm. like she was one of the people that the previous staff who left on like bad terms, like yeah. we're not gonna go there, right? Yeah. They would call Joni because she was usually like had units open that she would like then rent because oh. she was like, you know. Just a cool hookup. You know, <laughs> that's not a, yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, she can do it. Yeah, it's, it's just a sweet deal for her. Yeah, but Joni is, so Joni is one of those people who like, 
you know, she has she has a couple other properties in the city of LA too. So yeah. she's not just exclusive to Long Beach. Oh, good. She like, she's like a mass market leech. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> cool. She's she's sucking the blood out of a lot of people. But Great. when you think about like you know this episode not necessarily isn't about like the big developer like BlackRock or you know those folks who are like sure. the huge equity companies yeah. that are gobbling things up. We're talking about what you hear of these mom and mom pop and landlords. They're friends. It's the Which grandma. Is, and she's she collects social security, but she also wants a boat. Okay. <laughs> so I want to play a little clip for you from a documentary that we referenced in the pod before oh. that was produced by KCET called okay. City Rising. Okay, um, Because Joni is actually one of the characters in this whole documentary that's Ooh. about gentrification, displacement, and cool. actually like how to fix this shit, you know? Okay. She's one of the characters? She's one of the characters. Or is so she one of the villains? Let, well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> let's listen in. Welcome, welcome to Better Housing for Long Beach Action Meeting. My name is Joni Weir, and I'm a property owner in Long Beach and proud to be a member of this team. Better housing for I started Better Housing in response to the ordinances that are coming into Long Beach that are going to harm property owners. Just as a show of hands, are there any landlords here that would like to get rid of good tenants? I don't see any hands showing up. <laughs> Just cause eviction is what will make that difficult. So if you need to get rid of a problem causing tenant, you're not gonna be able to do it. Someone's given a 60 day notice, they're not being evicted. They're asked to find another place. When you buy a car, when you rent a home, there's a contract you sign. They're saying you don't have rights. You have, renters have more rights than property owners. That is correct. <laughs> That is Joni Weir. The <laughs> I am boiling with rage. <laughs> I told Daniel earlier. I'm like, you're gonna be so mad this entire episode. Oh god! <laughs> there so, are things right now that I want to say that I can't say because they're like <laughs> there. There's a I don't know. There's certain things that I want to like catch on air as like pull quotes from me, Joni. And good God, dude. Let's just say. <laughs> Let's just say Dead Kennedys had some bangers in <laughs> and they got a couple about landlords and those are the ones I'm thinking of right now. Jesus fucking Christ. So <laughs> won't someone think of the landlord? Won't somebody Yeah, the whole what gets me, it's the whole pro- think of the property owner's rights Dude, for me. So the downtrodden, the fucking victim complex, the audacity. So the thing about Joni yeah? is that she like plays this like soft kind of like nice that's like I'm just I'm just, hun, I'm just looking out for you of you know she's trying to do the of best of course yeah and, and, and it's, it's it's in a like lot this actually this protection for you actually really hurts you right in a, oh god <laughs> in a lot of landlords like psyches I've thought about this it's like are you like do you do mental loop-de-loops to get over the cognitive dissonance of understanding that you are a burden on society uh. and a reason for problems yeah or do you know what you're doing is wrong and you don't care, right? We're going to dig into this with some of the other, these fun faces in Better Housing for Long Beach. But I think you're hitting on something that I want to come back to. The psyche just the of whole, people like this? Well, more so just the whole, yes, and the whole setup of just like yeah. housing as a as something to be commodified that people God. can make money off of, right? God. Like, oh, I'm housing you and that's going to secure my future. Nothing like, makes this me. This isn't about you getting like shelter and getting your basic needs met. It's about my money. 
honey. Nothing makes me like more into Mao than like listening <laughs> to this shit, dude. Like, light him up. Yeah. Listen, Comrade Cardi B was on to Comrade Cardi B said <laughs> housing for all, yeah, dude. She said healthcare. We need housing. Healthcare. We need healthcare. She's not wrong. Yeah. So, oh, I wanted to get into that a little <laughs> bit because... I don't know how I'm going to recover, man. <laughs> All right, dig in. So, I wanted to get into that a little bit because that I want to, like, just to be real, we are in a housing crisis, right? And in the city, we have a lot of work to do to catch up on plans. Mm-hmm. We don't have anywhere near the amount yeah. of land use policies that we need to even figure out where to put it. Mm-hmm. We don't have the money. We have money, but it's nowhere meeting the need, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times people talk about, like, like I said in the video, like, oh, well, we need we need more housing. We just need more units, right? Yeah. But if we're not saying units for whom and at what price, yeah. like, the effort. You get another ocean air in there. It's, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank, okay. Oh, like a, cool. We pull your knowledge we from the last build, season. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> we build more units and they're 2000 a pop for yeah. a single bedroom. <laughs> I also want to like call out some bullshit there too because yeah. as Joni mentions in the room, right, um, mm-hmm. that renters actually have more rights than property owners, right? And so that is just patently false. Yeah. Um, according to the Center yeah. for American Progress, when it comes to evictions, yeah. tenants are just set up to fail, yeah. right? So in eviction lawsuits nationwide, just to give you an idea, mm-hmm. 90% of landlords have legal representation well, only about 10% of tenants typically do. Yeah, you can't fucking get a lawyer if, yeah. you're, on a, if you're given like a third of your rent to more than a third. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, in, in tenant and landlord law, most of the time, the burden of the proof is often on the tenant. And that's mm-hmm. why, like, especially when I'm helping people with, with those kinds of cases, it's all about documentation. God. You have to have the documentation, photos, like co- re- receipts of conversations, right? Yeah. There's just so much that goes into it. It's... So fucked up. And so without representation, a majority of tenants often lose their cases and then ultimately get evicted, right? So, yeah. You know, all through and that. all of that and then every other barrier that you could have, whether you're brown, you don't speak the language. Right. Like, all of this shit is like, yeah, no, landlords are going to fucking win this shit. Right. And for years and years and years, the uh, a major player, and not only in terms of like how California got to where we are now, but especially in representing these landlord interests, is an organization called the Apartment Association. Um, yeah. So if if you ever heard of like the apartment association mm-hmm. it's literally like all of the property owners mm-hmm. uh, landlords folks who um you know are our landlords and the apartment association is a huge lobby that actually is able to spend millions of dollars your rent dollars cool. right cool, cool, cool. on we campaigns. pay for it <laughs> we pay for our own subjugation yep on campaigns to block tenant protections right Tight. so sick you know well and that's partly why especially in, in trying to actually change and challenge the housing crisis you're yeah. going up against a lot of organized money right yeah and i mean i think back when rent uh prop 10 was up you yeah. know and all that shit all the messaging on that and so yeah. many people were twisted and turned like they had no idea what the, the what it was about even yeah Joni was not alone in this effort right so I also want to introduce you to Nancy Alswede who is <laughs> this woman is the former executive director of the apartment association of Southern California cities so she's the local apartment association she leaves that position is like I got all this free time I need to you know be involved in my hobbies yeah, and dude. joins forces she doesn't with have better. a job so she invented a job so <laughs> she uh, joins Better Housing for Long Beach and is part of this effort to really rile up and organize people against rent control Great. or what she calls the regressive road to rent control. Regressive. So I want to I want to share a little bit about what she preaches. Mm. Hi. How many of you grew up in the 60s, 70s, or 80s? Probably a lot of you did. I know I did. And what was your life like at that time? Well, you respected the laws. 
You knew that you couldn't go astray from anybody because if you did, the neighbor lady down the street would set you straight and your mother wouldn't stick up for you at all. You had to follow the rules and regulations. We were in a law-abiding community everywhere around America. You followed the laws. And with those laws came a good respect for the penalties that came with the laws. Also during that time, people had dreams. Maybe you were the first one in your family that was going to graduate from college. Maybe your dream was to become a doctor. Maybe your dream was to teach children in Appalachia. (laughs) But whatever it was, dreams were important. And I know that many of you that are watching this blog, your dream was to own rental property. Why? Because it was the investment that you wanted to have for your future whether it was to send your kids to college or whether it was for your retirement. Okay, it, it was, was a very good investment strategy. What are you looking at today? Well, the PRIP Ordinance, Proactive Housing Inspection Program here in Long Beach, actually puts a lot of those values to risk. <laughs> so for the listeners at home, Daniel, I don't think I can position. do this anymore. <laughs> I don't think I can do this anymore. If you're listening, I want every time that you hear the American dream, I want you to think about Nancy L. Sweet talking about everyone's American dream was to own a rental property. What the fuck are these people on, dude? Uh, But like, that is, I mean, okay. Also, this is like cult style, right? I know you're talking right now. I have a thousand years there. (laughs) I'm just like zonked out, dude. I can't like, I gotta pick up my brain off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, like, I want to, like, explicitly, like, name that, like, this whole mm-hmm. idea of, like, look, we had everything going for us, right? And then this government coming in to take it all from Big us. Big government. You know, or, or and uh, again, go back to what we said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't about housing people. It's not that people need housing. Yeah. It's all about your investment for your American dream. Yeah, dude. And, like, if we don't understand that that is fundamentally, like, effed up, yeah. right? The heart the of it. Cost the heart of it is the exploitation diff- yeah. of mm-hmm. other people. Especially poor people, low-income folks, people who are, like, even just in the middle, right? Like, <laughs> you're still staring off into the I darkness. do it, man. I, yeah, it's broken. It's you're protecting an investment. These aren't people. Fuck them, you know? Right. They're fucking with your investment. Like, all that shit. You right. Know? Just cause, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. So Ugh. all of what Nancy is about, right? And she is all about framing and helping people understand that, like, all of these things like PRIP, which we already know is BS and yeah. doesn't really actually solve anything. Right. Barely right? a thing, yeah. Barely a thing is what she calls the regressive road to rent control. God. Let's listen in. We love alliteration. So is rent control, just cause eviction, overreaching ordinances, the regressive re- road to rent control? Yes, it is. Is it the regressive road to homelessness? Yes, it is. Is it the regressive road to the deterioration and ruin of our neighborhoods? Yes, it is. Stop these intrusive government inspections now. The risk is real. The time is now. Stand up now and stop the PRIP ordinance because this is the first place where it starts. Contact your city council people. Contact the mayor. Tell them you don't want an overreaching inspection ordinance. 
because we know what the next steps are. I don't know how many more of these I can listen I, to. <laughs> that was the last one. <laughs> that was the last one. Was oh, the last God. One. But I love a good, like, is this this? Yes, it yeah, is. is, it is. Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. Oh, God. You betcha. White woman, right? It's a white oh, woman. Oh, totally. Yeah, 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 it's a white woman. Yeah. That's like... That's Karen, like, she's the, she's the alpha Karen. She's you know? the Karen yeah. of the Karens. Yeah. She's the, yeah, she made yeah. the, she was the first Karen. Queen Karen. I don't. The first Karen. Yeah, dude. Karen, yeah. Karen Omega, right? And I think, like, that's, that's, it goes back to what you were saying, though, mm-hmm. earlier, is that, like, all of this shit is fear-mongering, right? Like. It's fear-mongering. It's, it's, um. Propaganda, you yeah. know, it's all the switching of the narrative. It's all trying to control it, and, and it's, it's so all... important that we recognize that because this mm-hmm. stuff, like this, has not changed from what they talk about, what landlords talk about twenty years ago versus two days ago. Right, it's the same stuff. Yeah. I mean, this is all from um, uh, 2015, 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah, so this is all the 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 That's propaganda recent. that they put out. Right. <laughs> Fast forward to twenty eighteen. In 2018, uh, there is a community-led effort to actually push for rent control in the city of Long Beach. So are you familiar with rent control? The concept? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a law. It's an actual thing. Oh, yeah. Sort of. <laughs> I, I can tell you at least some of it. Like, okay. I know that uh, we didn't have it for a long time time and the rent control in California uh-huh. was tied up in something called Costa Hawkins, which Ooh. I believe said something about like, <gasps> Baby, I'm in the, you. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what year, but it was basically like, oh, rent control only applies to buildings older than something in the 70s. So like it only applied to certain buildings. So it was a huge loophole for a lot of housing, especially in LA, yeah. in the greater LA area. I'm yeah. so proud of you. That's like 20%, right? So that's- that's- <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take it. So, like many of you know our efforts in modern housing policy, rent control actually started as like an actual solution mm. uh, to address the housing crisis during World War One. Okay. Um, so, at the beginning of the war, you know, a lot of urban populations in Europe and North America were mostly tenants. That's yeah. just how society developed when people were um, poor. Yeah, exactly. And so many tenants started organizing and were able to get governments to actually freeze the price of basic um, consumption and goods yeah. and services including housing rents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's a really, you can track a lot in parallel to mm-hmm. like the point we're in in the pandemic where it's like, yeah, we're all feeling everything so real and immediate. And like, here's this opportunity to actually enact something that's yeah. really wide sweeping. Yeah, things that are like, we should have all the time, but we're just going to get them for this little danger period. <laughs> right, right. So um, I want to just to clarify, like there's, when we're talking about rent control, right? Because is what we're trying to do here is dispel all these landlords. All the saying, Everything is bad. It's all rent right. control. So uh, all the dog whistles, right? <laughs> all the, yes. They're basically like, brown people are going right. to move in. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. that's exactly what better housing for long beach and so many other folks do mm-hmm. is use these as dog whistles mm-hmm. to say oh well we're really concerned about the quality of the neighborhoods yeah. when what they're talking about is more black and brown folks moving in <gasps> oh, God. so okay. yeah so rent control um is used to describe laws that put a cap on rental rates in any given state or city mm-hmm. so um for instance like you can only charge so much for one bedroom apartments in a sure. city or two bedrooms sure, sure. whereas rent stabilization mm. talks about and it's more common in california mm. where you have your cap the allowed rent increases as a percentage of the rent. So that's where most people are familiar, like, oh, rent control, you can only increase rent like 4%, 5% a year or something like that, right? So that that idea of decreasing the amount you can increase 
is rent control or is that just rent stabilization specifically? It's um, depending on how you go about it. It's either rent control or rent gotcha. stabilization. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So in LA County, for instance, the cities of Santa Monica, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, Inglewood, the city of LA, and a lot of unincorporated neighborhoods mm-hmm. have local rent control or rent stabilization laws. Cool. Would love it if yeah. that were us. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, there's just a part of the trick is like it is something that's up to local cities and municipalities. So, mm. you know, it's not necessarily like, well, we'll get to it about California-wide, but yeah. it's really been up to local cities to enact these kind of laws and depending on whether people organize and yeah. build that political will, Oof. right? So, you know, what's important is that um, there's been a lot of studies, regardless of what the landlords say, that show mm-hmm. that rent control policies have been effective at shielding tenants from evictions, yeah. from sudden rent increases. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, a article in um, the Daily 49er that talks about, uh, during this uh, fight that was going on, that interviewed um, a community member who talked about how their rent was $900 one month. And then they got a letter saying it's going to go up to 1200 And they had 30 days to come up with the extra 300 per month, right? Oh, my God. And then on top of that— Yeah, like, no, that's so common. Yeah, they, he was like, you know, if I can't pay the rent, then I have to give the landlord a 60-day notice, mm-hmm. which was also difficult to do because I still can't afford right. to pay 1200 I'm going to have another run, month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, Exactly, yeah. right? So <sighs> this kind of thing is widespread, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, you know, a, a lot of times— I think especially when we think about the arguments against rent control, right? Yeah. I want to be really clear. It's also not a silver bullet, right? Like, sure. at the end of the day, housing it's, is commodified. It's and a band-aid so, on a wound. Yeah. yeah like. So if developers, if housing is commodified, meaning that, like, it's, housing is there for people to make profit off right. of it, right? Yeah. If developers and rich people are just going to be like, well, I can't make a lot of money off of it, then they're just, like, not going to do it. Yeah, right? exactly. So as long as there's profit to be made, uh, they're going to be there, right? Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that in 2018 here in Long Beach, there was a local effort, a most recent push for rent control mm. um, that was led by the Rent Control uh, Rent Control Now Coalition and Housing Long Beach. Okay. Um, and their whole effort was, you know, clearly there wasn't council support. And so the whole, whole goal was we'll sign, um, uh, we'll get a ballot measure on the city ballot and get people to vote for rent control. Okay. So process-wise, very similar to how Measure WW went down. Yeah, if you yeah, listen yeah. to that episode in season one, yep. it's all about getting enough signatures to qualify for the ballot, mm-hmm. and then the real show would start, right? It's on the ground and all that shit. Yeah. Exactly. So um, as the coalition starts gathering signatures for a potential rent control ordinance just to get on the ballot, not even on the ballot, right. or nowhere near that, right? right? Outcomes, better housing for Long Beach. Um Including, uh, so all the folks with Better Housing for Long Beach, Robert Pete, um, and another person joins the mix. His name is Robert Fox. Do you remember Robert Fox? Sure do. <laughs> Mr. Handshake the Mayor. I don't, don't fuck up my shit. Exactly. I'm going to be the best landlord ever. The okay. Robert Fox. We've talked about him on the pod before. Owns so many buildings. Another landlord who later on tries to challenge Mayor Garcia yeah. until the famous handshake meeting. Yeah. He has long-winded posts on the LB Politico Facebook group, which I'm a part of. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so You're long. part of that? Yeah. Oh, I muted the whole thing. Oh, no, I don't. I don't check it really. I, oh my gosh. I don't think I've read a post of his. I think I read the first one, and I was like, I don't need this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so the Daily Forty Nine er actually talk, uh, covered uh, uh, a launch event at Cal State Long Beach mm-hmm. um, to gather signatures for rent control because obviously students are like, yo, like 
barely even put food on the table, of course, were impacted by these rent yeah, increases. Yeah. So Better Housing for Long Beach, Robert Pete, Robert Fox, all of them show up to Cal State Long Beach, um, and they're going at it with different um, with uh, signature gatherers. They mm. start circulating flyers talking about how rent control quote puts small mom and pop property owners out of business, kills jobs, increases rents, kills displaces jobs. tenants, and creates homelessness. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, hey, if a landlord became homeless, that's kind of justice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what their whole thing, right? And I think it's important to understand that, like, like this is all fear mongering, right? Yeah. Like, this is uh, not getting at the root of like this is going to hit your bottom line. Yeah. And, that's why and it's, it's the thing of like you. the landlord's like biggest. Oh, I, I'm taking the risk. It's an investment. Da 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 da. It's like, yeah, your risk is that you become a tenant. You know, right, which right. is where we're living at. <laughs> exactly. You're going to fall down to the job of having to rent. <laughs> right. So as the campaign continues, not only do they go to events to purposefully get in the way of people trying to sign signatures, they actually, Better Housing for Long Beach actually hires people and particularly black and brown folks mm-hmm. who are looking for a quick buck, which like, mm-hmm. listen, like, I get it. We all need money yeah. in this economy. Mm-hmm. They actually hire people to go and stalk and harass canvassers. Oh. Oh, God. Um, they, um, and oftentimes Joni joins them to harass other people. Like stalking them? Tell people, and... let me educate you. Don't sign that. Let me educate you about how this is actually oh, bad for you. Yeah, right? When and you have money, like... you can do whatever the fuck you want, man. <laughs> when you have money like they do, Jesus Seriously. You know, and oftentimes, especially because of folks like Robert P and people that they bring mm-hmm. along there, it's not just about like, let me educate you about uh, rent control, but it's like, let me tell you about my support for Donald Trump. Let me Ooh. tell you about all these right wing. Well, that would of... be a red flag if I were looking at the thing. But one would hope. One would, one hope. would hope. I mean, I don't know, there's probably some students that are on the fence or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, as all of this is going on, right, like Better Housing for Long Beach spends a bunch of money to hire people to canvas against it. Literally, we want to do an episode about the first people's budget campaign, but sure. at a press conference that um, I was at uh, as part of the people's budget campaign, mm-hmm. they literally, folks literally showed up with giant signs to crowd out everybody saying, rent control is bad. We don't want rent control. But this wasn't even it's like not, that's like one part <laughs> of the people's budget. Yeah. And there's like this, like this, like how in your soul, like how the lengths you go to, to also like, this is a policy that directly yeah. benefits mm-hmm. black and brown folks. Mm-hmm. And you are literally hiring black and brown folks yeah. to stop this thing. Yeah. Like, it's just so effed up on so many levels. Yeah, yeah. Like, you said in your soul, like in their soul, they haven't, yeah. Like, how, I'm like, just confused. Landlords don't have souls. So that's, like, <laughs> that's the answer to your question, if you're wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I'm confused yeah, there. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, to that point, right? It's just so, it's gross. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's super gross. It's exploitative. It's 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 racist. Like it's it's. A, I know what we'll do. Yeah, but our city leaders look out for us, right? right? Well, historically, yeah. Let's see. We got twelve episodes. <laughs> that say uh, say say just about that. Yeah, I think we're good. So Robert Garcia you, said, "I know what to do here. So you housing me, providers, stop I, that." I do have a quote from the, Robert Garcia, who was mayor at the time. Yeah. Do you want to take a run at what he thinks? What do you think he said? Uh, investments, business, don't want to hurt small businesses, mom and pop, something, something. <laughs> pension um, reform. Pension reform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see you in Congress. So, of course, all of this is going on, right? Yeah. The city council members are like, oh, hey, hey, hey. And the mayor at the time yeah. goes on record saying, quote, we don't believe that rent control works or it is the right solution. Mm-hmm. Just look at rent controlled cities like San Francisco, the most expensive market in the country. 
That was Robert in January of 2018. So um, Robert Garcia, all the city council members at the time, you know, were going on record saying, like, we don't support rent control. All of them? All of them. All, all of them. them? All of them. Yeah. All the ones that were asked. That's about right. All the ones that were asked. All, so all of that culminates cool. at the end of 2018 when the local rent control measure fails to gather enough signatures to get on the ballot, unfortunately. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that's a really important point to make is that, like, why don't we just, like, try and get it done? It's a hard battle. Not you only you're going the moment organized money. Right now, there's, like, actually, you can't see it, but there's, like, two, like, sniper rifle lasers on James <laughs> and I's head just because we said rent control. Yeah, it's just, it's just like we you breathe it into existence, the land. If you say rent control three times in the mirror, a landlord will show up and jo- tell you. Yeah, Johnny yeah, Weir appears Johnny Weir shows up and explains to you why it's bad. <laughs> All right, don't you want to be a teacher in the Appalachian oh, Mountains? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I dude. hate that. Yeah, I hate dude. That. Rent um, control, rent control, rent control. Hey! <laughs> that, you don't want it! <laughs> so, unfortunately, it fails to gather enough signatures. Um, but to no avail... In 2019, you know, uh, there's a huge effort by a number of organizations, both from the city of Long Beach and across multiple cities across California, to actually enact a version of statewide rent control, Mm. which is pretty dope. And a lot of people are... um, aren't as familiar with this. And I just want to like preface by saying like, it's taken so many fights both in and out of Sacramento to get to this point. So as of January 1st, 2020, Mm -hmm. California has statewide rent stabilization. So this means that for the first time, the state is placing limits on rent hikes and it's illegal for landlords to raise the rent more than 5% plus the local rate of inflation in one year. More than 5% in one year. More than 5% in one year. Asterisk, personal note, (laughs) if your landlord lives on the goddamn (laughs) property he can raise a 10 percent. why do i know that <laughs> because my fucking landlord did that shit <laughs> to the dollar to the dollar the motherfucker oh as you just calmly note Sorry, mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> as you pointed out it's just not a, perfect right might have some personal experience yeah it's not you know there's plenty of there's, there's a pl- hole they'll find it if there's a hole, the leeches will find it, James. <laughs> As mentioned, yeah. it's not perfect, right? So this law, which is known as Assembly Bill 1482 or the Tenant Protection Act of 2019, is designed to prevent the most egregious rent hikes across California, where many renters are struggling to pay for housing. So um, one th- on the good side, let's start there, okay, right? Yeah. <laughs> on, the good side, on the good side, we have rent stabilization yes. across the board, even in cities that don't have their own rent control yes. laws, right? So this is like covering even the places that um, I haven't mentioned earlier, right? right? Um, And it requires landlords to show just cause, such as failure to pay rent when Mm -hmm. terminating a lease. So Mm -hmm. you have to have a just cause for being evicted. It's no longer just like, you know, whatever. Because they want to repaint the door handles. Exactly. (laughs) So as you mentioned, it's not foolproof, right? I mentioned plus the local rate of inflation. If you've been living in in the world in the past couple years, yeah, you know that. bought things at a store. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys are crazy yeah. using you know, Instacart or whatever. You know, so it's not foolproof. It can still go up to 10%, right? These yeah. rent increases based on inflation, mm-hmm. based on if the, the property the owner lives, lives on the property. on the property. So there's still all these different pieces. It's not perfect. And there's a lot of really great organizations like Tenants Together yeah. um, that are pushing to actually close these mm-hmm. loopholes, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take time in the legislature. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got to be staying organized and things like that. But yeah. this is like, I don't want to understate this, though, because it's a huge political swing when we're talking about freaking California, where yes. like Prop 13, where yes. landlords and big money have like actually shaped the way communities across the state and policy has been shaped. And and just, I want to go back to just again to emphasize how big of a 
political swing this is in California. So you actually mentioned Costa Hawkins earlier. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of clean up what you mentioned. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I so said it bad. I for said a quarter of a century in California, <laughs> mm -hmm. all of our tenant law has been shaped by, a lot of it has been shaped by Costa Hawkins, the Rental Housing Act, and has actually limited the ability of cities and localities to impose rent control. So to give you an idea, Costa Hawkins was a state bill that was passed in 1995 mm -hmm. um, and limits uh, municipal rent control ordinances. So what it did was um, prohibit cities from establishing rent control over certain kind of residential units. So like single family homes, condominiums, mm -hmm. and new apartments built after 1995. Like mm -hmm. just off the board, even if your city had rent control, can't have it for new, new units and certain types of apartments homes. built after 1995. Yeah, so if it's a new unit... Yeah. And then second, it also prohibited vacancy control, which is like strict rent control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, so no. It's, it like, it's, yeah. you know, we could have this like here, we could pass rent control in a city, mm -hmm. but even because of Costa Hawkins, it's still severely limited. Right, right. right. So Costa Hawkins advanced what the legislature at the time saw as like a, quote, moderate approach to ex overturn extreme vacancy controls. Because, again, yeah. to them, it was these vacancy control ordinances that unduly and unfairly interfere with the free market. Right. <laughs> so, like, just to get people to understand that, like, this is the whole framing of it yeah. is the apartment association, these landlord lobbies talk about you cannot impose us in the free market. Like, these how are, dare yeah. you? Yeah, dude. That's why there's homeless people is you're messing with the free market, right? <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. This is what needs to happen is everybody needs to become a landlord, see? Like, so <laughs> we get the Tenant Protection Act in 2019, right? Yeah. Everybody's happy, right? Everybody's right? thrilled. <laughs> Better housing for Long Beach? Oh, hell They must have shit their no. pants. <laughs> They were, they were fucking throwing a fit over a sticky so, note on the door. So Better Housing for Long Beach, it's some decrepit corner in Long Beach. It's like, hold my beer. Hold up. Hold mm -hmm. up. They go to Sacramento. They end up suing the state of California. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know about this. They end up suing the state of Better California. Better Housing Long Beach sued the, the state, state of, of California. California. Wow. Long Accused Beach. Accused the state of, we're doing it big. We're go doing big, it go big. Home. That's us, baby. Long Beach, baby. On the map. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Joni and crew go and sue the state of California saying that they the state is unconstitutionally confiscating their property by requiring the payments under the law. Like requiring people to, the landlords to pay tenants. Confiscating their yeah. property. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I some I'm you know, every time it's they spin it. I really am amazed. <laughs> so <laughs> Paul Beard is the lawyer that Better Housing yeah. for Long Beach hires. He goes on record um, saying that, uh, arguing that the law was a, a, quote, forced transfer of hard-earned funds and that the state cannot force owners to bear public burdens that should be paid by the general public, such as the relocation costs of illegally evicted tenants. Yeah, yeah. You know, if landlords lose their property, all they have is the fucking audacity. <laughs> That's all they have left is the fucking audacity. <laughs> the forced transfer of hard-earned funds. I don't think I've ever been this mad. so funny to me. The forced like, transfer of hard-earned funds? One, ma'am, you 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 hit the transfer button from Venmo oh, for your hard-earned funds. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, Talk to me about landlords accepting Zelle, man. Like, I fucking. just, the most basic of tenant protections, and these landlords are like, yeah. the forced, like, girl, you got a labor camp? What the hell's going every, on? <laughs> every year, I can only get 10% more money, <laughs> also uh, adjusted with inflation, also. 
Yeah. Yeah. Every year I can only do that. So ultimately. That's, that's all I can do. Just, ultimately, the California courts say, girl, that's cute. And they uh, said mm. California is not confiscating private property, just requiring assistance by owners who made the decisions to rent the residence and later to evict the renters. They're saying, you're making the choice. This yeah. is nothing above the law. There's legal precedent. Yeah. And they, the case is dismissed. Cool. Ended. Cool. Done. So, yay, California. Thank you for shutting down Joni and friends. Yeah, we got, like, a bandit. Now they're like, oh, man, now I can only have two boats. (laughs) (laughs) I still have five properties. So that brings us to today, you know, where Mm -hmm. we still have the Tenant Protection Act. There's more improvements to be made, right? Mm -hmm. You know, better housing for Long Beach, for better or for worse, is still around. Joni and friends are still out here renting properties, right? Yeah. And no doubt, like, in the future fights to come, we're going to see the same rhetoric. We're going to see the same tired thing. I was looking at a quote from a um, um, Dean Preston, who's a a very progressive lefty supervisor in San Francisco, and he's talking about how, Mm -hmm. like— you know, these talking points that a lot of conservatives and, like, landlord lobby uses around, like, oh, look at these policies. They are too progressive and they're not working, which is why we need to justify going back to the way things were. It's the same tired rhetoric. Yep. The shit don't change. No, it doesn't. And we have to start saying no. We have to start acknowledging for what it is. And and the way things are going, this shit's only going to get worse, man. Like, the, the Black Rock and shit. We're just talking about the yeah. mom and pop motherfuckers. <clears throat> Yeah, and this yeah. is just the mo- yeah, and these I, are these are the quote unquote good landlords we're quote, talking about, yeah, right? Exactly, exactly. So you know, I mean, as we wrap up, like mm-hmm. I want to say, there is no silver bullet to the solution to the housing crisis. But you know, when we talk about addressing the housing crisis, it's affordability, it's supply, it's quality. People need like people be deserve to live in good homes, not yeah. fucking the landlord special where you just paint over the mold. The landlord special. Yeah, we were talking. I love the landlord memes. <laughs> I love any meme making fun of a landlord. They're golden. <laughs> I also want to mention that, like, when we talk about it, like, we should also not forget about, like, economic policies, just like the yeah. redistribution of wealth, like, yeah. guaranteed income, things like yeah, that, yeah. that actually talk about, like, giving people more money. It's all inter- interconnected. The rent always eats first, I right? Did, I hate the fucking, the way Long Beach as as whenever they're, like, talking about homelessness, they're like, oh, I don't know. Hmm, I don't, what could we even do? I don't know. Maybe we should take a survey of all the people that are homeless and be like, why? <laughs> you know, like, it's fucking, it's, that's what yeah. they do. And it's, it's, it's the shit of, like, well, you know, they don't want to use our resources. They yeah. don't want to use it. And meanwhile, the fucking you have to get bus to go take a shower at yeah. the fucking like uh, homeless shelter something they have. And I also think it's important to remember that the landlords will like always have money, right? And so, yeah. but my like, money, they will always have money. They'll always have your money. They'll always have your money, <laughs> and we'll have. But we will have people power. We can like yeah. organize. And the more important that you get to know your neighbors before your landlord gets to them, right? Like Dude, that is important. It's for real. It's for real. You should know your neighbor's name. If you yeah. want, if you if you consider yourself a leftist and organizer, you should know your neighbor's name. I made it a point when I moved into this new spot with James to just like be on good terms with everybody around, kind of <laughs> yeah. at least like knowing their names. And we gave slowly, all our neighbors joints. Yeah, give them all joints. <laughs> um, yeah, when I, the moment I saw them, I was like, here, let me introduce myself. Here's, yeah. a, here's a joint, you know. And I, I made a little note with like everybody's name on it, and it truly is like. You need to start recognizing that the people that are your closest, like, in your community, literally, those are your allies. Yeah. And that includes the people that are houseless, you know, around the corner. Like, the question of, I remember we talked to, like, this organizer from ACT UP, and he was talking about, like, I won't get too into it, but he was talking just about, like, tenant protections and how tenant unions get formed. And it's like, 
Do you think you would be able to afford living here if there wasn't a homeless person right mm -hmm. there? If there wasn't a sex worker, if there wasn't a drug dealer, like mm -hmm. do you think you would be able to afford living here? And the truth of nature is like, you kind of need each other. Yeah. You know, not in a patronizing way, but yeah. like you should be knowing yeah. them if they are regularly there and yeah. part of your community. I also think about like when I meet people, like sometimes on hookups, it's happened before. And I'm like, <laughs> my, red, before? my red flag you? is, oh, I'm just not into politics. Oh I'm just not God. that into politics. And dick is soft. <laughs> But you know what? When I hear that, I always say, like, oh, you're not in a politics like your landlord is. Like, yeah. these insur your insurance company is. Dude. Like, oftentimes the company that you work for is in the politics. The thing and, about putting the shit off is that it's going to come for and you. And every day your landlord uses their political power to keep everything, keep raise your rent, mm -hmm. to, you know, keep the status quo, to ensure that money is still flowing. Like, yeah. the folks who have power in society, like, that is real. So you could choose not to be political, but sure. so many folks who are impacting the decisions that impact our everyday, mm -hmm. like, they're political. It's time for us to get political. Politics too. is going to happen to you if and you this, don't start happening to it. Yeah, you know? and this like, stuff is hard. Like, I just went through all this stuff. Like, even when we organize, we're not always going to win. That's why we got to keep going at it. We got to keep organizing. Yeah. Um, and studies have shown, even looking at housing policies, including rent control all over the world, when there there's a willingness for politicians to do that, mm -hmm. depending on how many renters are in the city, like the demographics, yeah. and when people are organizing organized and educated about these things, right? And mm -hmm. like we have the we have the opportunity here in Long Beach for majority renter city. The more we keep organizing, educating each other, being, know your neighbors. Know your neighbors. Recognize your community, dude. Like, I don't know. I really encourage folks, uh Long Beach Residents Empowered, Libre for short has a monthly tenant meeting that they do every month. Uh, in person, get to know folks who are actually trying to educate themselves about know your rights, mm -hmm. organizing for actual changes. Mm -hmm. You know, we're winning in the city. We have money for like community land trusts now. Like there's That's new huge. efforts to actually change like who's owning land yeah. and housing, right? Yeah. Take it out of landlords and people who are trying to make money off of people surviving and living right it's so bad it's so but you know we organize when we organize we win That's you ever, fan, you ever fantasize about how much money you would have if it wasn't going to rent oh. you ever think about that every, every <laughs> month i think about that, that every month i, I think about that number and i'm like man i could just buy like i would buy bullshit dude i'd buy yeah. like you know on top of my necessities <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't, wouldn't look at brown eggs as a high-risk investment. I know, dude. <laughs> These brown like, eggs, oh man. Oh, my God. You got me sweating. But, I, you know, I want to remind people that, like, when we organize, we win. In Inglewood, the city of Inglewood, not too far from Long Beach, is a really good example. Their city council was initially set to vote on a cap of 8% rent stabilization. Um and a lot of people uh, turned out from Uplift Inglewood, which is a community coalition organization of folks mm. mobilizing low-income tenants to the mm. city. And they actually turned out to press for a lower threshold, and it worked. So they were not only able to win rent stabilization, but actually have a, a threshold that actually allowed for more people to benefit from it. Right. Yeah. So, you know, um, they called the uplifting award, called the, the vote, quote, a victory, not only for Inglewood, but for the housing justice advocates everywhere. And I think, like, let us use that to fuel us in that, like, we can't let Joni and the Better Housing for Long Beach oh, folks dude. all across constantly get the best of us. Beyond that, like, I think about also just, like, 
God, no Olympics is right around. Like the Olympics are right around the corner, and that's a fucked up situation for anybody that rents yep. at all. And that's gonna fuck things up if we don't have our shit together by then. Well, I guess that's for another episode, huh? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this episode made me so angry. Are we good? You want me you to wanna go r- punch something? Yeah. <laughs> I'll think, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Libre was the group that we mentioned. Long Beach Residents Empowered. You Put can it go in the find show notes. them. Uh, it'll be on the show notes. Um, you can follow us at LB Chisme on Instagram and Long Beach Chisme on Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, or follow-ups yourself, you can message us at those socials or at lbchisme at gmail.com. Long Beach Chisme is brought to you in collaboration with Forth.org, a home for Long Beach grassroots art and media. If you're interested in supporting watchdog journalism mass, you can donate to Forth via Patreon at patreon.com slash F-O-R-T-H-E-L-B-C. I've been Daniel Spear. And I have been and will continue to be James Wazo. <laughs> stay queer and stay radical. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. So we can't just encourage people to buy guns. In this. <laughs> is, that a, is that frowned upon in I the mean, podcast community? I mean, listen. Mao had a couple bangers.